You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. Start music. All right. Um, it's attempt number three on Sunday slash Monday, February 25th slash 26th. I'm Jeff. As always, I'm here with Jessica. Jess, say hi. Hey. I said hey, hey. instead of hi. I know. I'm a rebel. You've. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we have a special guest. And, we do. Um, and, and it's going to be great. We've got Jimmy Nails from Brisbane, Australia. Um, Land of Oz. Jimmy, how's it going? Very good. How are you guys doing? Wonderfully. Doing Welcome. Right. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And for your patience for uh, sorting out some technical issues. <laughs> yeah. um, it never really actually ever happens. This is yeah, really welcome. weird. Very Thank rare. Thank you for that song as well. I was definitely playing air guitar all through that little 15. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, so before we jump into things, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Um, I mean, your reputation yeah. precedes you, but for those that don't know, uh, who is Jimmy Nails? Um, I am one of the owners of Netherworld uh, Arcade Bar in Brisbane, Australia. Um, we've been open for about a year now. Uh, things have been going really well. Um, I probably got into pinball, say, five years ago competitively, uh, thanks to Norbert's Nice About a Sydney run an ACDC comp about five years ago and opened the, a lot of Australia's eyes to the competitive scene. Um, and since then, it's kind of exploded in in Melbourne and uh, Sydney, Brisbane. Uh, I started Melbourne's first pinball club uh, and a few other things down there. Then moved to Brisbane to hunt out a site for the for the bar, um, which took a while, took a couple of years, but um, we found the right site and um, things have been going good. Netherworld's got. 14 to 16 pinballs and depending on what events are on plus 20 to 30 arcade machines, depending. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Nice. And you get a great turnout for your weeklies. Yeah. 55 yeah, people. Well, Brisbane, is, Brisbane is insane for pinball. Like we fought, we Brisbane pinball club is fortnightly and we get 40 to 50. Um, we were doing it monthly last year, but we were getting too many people, like nearly 60 people a month. And it was just, the nights were just too late. And this year we thought we'd try fortnightly. It's going really well. Uh, but I mean, that's just one of a dozen events that are on every month around Brisbane. We do, there's the Ipswich clubs or Yurongapilly now. There's Gold Coast. There is two on the Gold Coast, pardon me. There's guys um, on the Sunshine Coast starting up. There is uh, the SBC club in Brisbane plus Netherworld. We do a we do a flip frenzy once a month, uh, which sells out in a few hours. And we do pin golf uh, three times a year, and then we do a couple of majors. I've got Death by Pinball coming up in a few weeks, and then I've got the Brisbane Masters in July, which is the biggest event in in Oz. Wow, um, it's like Portland South. <laughs> Feel that. like jessica's hometown's pinball crazy as well so yeah yep well, you guys are you guys are lucky i tried to run an event well i ran a 
pinball marathon in Melbourne, uh, say four years ago, I was, you know, I was on the, I was on television, I was on radio promoting it, and I had thirty people turn up. I moved to Brisbane and ran a marathon, and I just put it on. I put one arcade post forum post up, and I had sixty-five people there by nine in the morning. Like it was insane. So it's been, it's been like that ever since. It's just um, really vibrant. Some of the best players in the world hang around these areas. So it's a pretty competitive scene, uh, which is good. That's cool. It's also cool that you've been a part of growing that. Like um, here locally, we've been, we started doing league last year was kind of Salt Lake City's first pinball league. And it's just grown and our monthlies have gotten bigger. And it's really fun watching that. And it's getting to the point where we're going to start seeing offshoots and and things like that. But yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I'm sure, you know, there were a lot of people around that, had been wishing for that, but it takes someone like you to step up and start yeah. building it. And uh, uh, it's nice. Too. The, uh, I found with the monthly club last year, you know, it was a bit intimidating, but now doing it fortnightly, we're finding three, four, five, six new people every fortnight. I think because it's a bit, it's a bit lighter on, it's easier to come up and mingle. Um, it's easy to get on a machine. So we're getting lots of new names, which is even, that's, that's something we want to see all the time. So pretty that's happy cool. to be seeing that. Yeah. So for your games that you get, do you buy the majority of them used or are you buying new stuff and having it uh, shipped in? Yeah, it's a bit of a mix. The floor at the space at Netherworld is kind of split between uh, four or five friends of mine that I met through Competitive Pinball. Um, so instead of us owning everything, it's spread across a selection of guys who have big collections. So there's always stuff cycling in. Um, and they were all junkies as well so if something new comes out we have to buy it so um <laughs> we had dialed in arrive last week i bought a tna off uh, of a guy which is getting collected tomorrow um oh, wow. pretty pumped about we got a batman 66 uh, early last year um what else is flash we got a star wars which is does really well um Obviously, in this kind of environment, anything with a license that people can relate to just destroys on the floor. People just love it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, that's awesome. Um, so before we get too far into what you guys are going to have going on soon, um, let's just cover a few little news items. And then um, I, I definitely want to talk about what you guys have going on, uh, which I'm hyper jealous of. Um, I'll try and not be snarky or rude. Uh, we'll just talk about it. Okay. Um, or I'll just listen and you guys can geek for a while over, over what's going to happen. But um, it's been a little bit of a while since we recorded, which has been a little while since we'd recorded before that. So Jess, I'm a little fuzzy on the things we have covered, but um, we'll just keep it to the most recent stuff. Um, but uh, we've got some big events coming up. Obviously yesterday was the, Pinberg registration. Um, I tried. Didn't work out for me again this year. You barely um, tried. I was there at the second they opened. <laughs> Jimmy, you got you and got in, yeah. I got tickets. I got four tickets. I was up at two fifty five AM, pressed refresh at three, and yeah, got three, got four. So yeah. me yeah. and uh, me and uh, one of my business partners, one of my technicians and Scott who developed our foot frenzy software we're all we're all coming over excellent very excited (laughs) i also got my ticket thank you Uh, you did and this is probably as good a time as any to announce 
very special, special thing. Um, I happen to have a Pinberg ticket that we will be raffling off um, to support Bells and Chimes Portland. So all hope is not lost, Jeff. (laughs) I know you're going to game that for me. That's really cool. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, they actually never showed as available here. Um, Who knows what happened? They said everything was in the cart by 45 seconds and um, they were gone. So, I mean, you never know. It's like maybe it hadn't, filtered through internet land properly but we had quite a few people checking and everyone had the same story they said yeah it, it was noon here at noon in one second it already showed us sold out so wow. bummer yeah. um we got on the wait list and we'll see but i have to know early enough that i can make my plans because i've got an alaska trip in august and um denver in june and some other stuff. So I just need to know that's the bummer about the wait list is last year I was on it and I didn't find out that I was going to be able to play until like mid to late June. And it was just too late to make arrangements. So but I told you, you were going to find out. I know, but there was just no, I was so far down the wait list and it did come up really late. Uh, um, how far down the wait list do they normally go? Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling that this year, um, there's going to be a lot. There was such a mad rush to get the tickets. I mean, that happens every year, but this year was by far the fastest that I'm willing to bet a lot of people that were borderline um, attendees probably just registered in case. Yeah. So yeah. I do have a lot of confidence that the wait list will work its way through, but I don't know how far down I am yet. Um, that hasn't been released, but I mean, I was on it within a couple of minutes of them opening. So. Yeah, there's a little bit of back and forth people talking about, um, you know, how people on the wait list were sitting on the wait list and then at like the 15 minute mark because the cart holds tickets for 15 minutes. At the 15 minute mark, people who were refreshing were able to go in and get tickets. And I know a few people who that's how they got theirs was they just refreshed at the 15 minute mark and a bunch of them came available. Uh, And I don't know if that's people not having all the names to put on all of their, or if they were having internet difficulty actually getting their information in. Um, and so this year you could register for five people at a time. Was it two people last year? So they're saying that it was five last year, but I don't remember that. I thought it was two, but mm. I could be wrong. Um, either way, I was just looking to get one for myself. But some of the things that I heard that are causing the re-release of those tickets is um, one scenario is when you first get in, people will put five into the cart and then start calling friends. Hey, I'm in. Do you want one? And then maybe they only get two or three people besides themselves that say yes. So that will free up a ticket or two. But um, I don't know if that's right because there were other people saying that they accidentally added two to the cart. And as they were checking out, they were trying to cancel one, but they didn't see any way that they could just drop one ticket. So they accidentally were canceling their entire order and both, both their tickets are going back into the queue. So whatever that is, they're just people adding more tickets than they knew they needed, um, was obviously freeing some up later. Um, the other thing, yes, failed checkouts, whether it was internet connection or their credit card, uh, declined, whatever it could be. Maybe they just took too long. They had 15 minutes. They took too long. And it just released the tickets. So there is the release. And 
a lot of people were upset saying, you know, people on the wait list should have got first shot at that, but the wait list is handled manually. So um, the way it works is the sellout happens, the dust settles, they create, they take the wait list and publish that and they start working it down as people cancel. Um, as it's set, there's no way that they could have given people on wait list first shot at those as things were happening, tickets going into the cart, dropping out. There's just no way to, to handle that yeah. now. So I'm not going to say that that's what they should have done. And there's a lot of people who are kind of going that route, but it's such a mad dash. It's, it's just, you just try and do your best to get the tickets and then see what happens later. Um, the live queue would be nice, but who knows what, it, at what expense it would cost some to do something like that. It's, this is, people need to remember, this is all tied to a charity. They need to run as lean as possible. It's just disappointing when you try and one second in, it's already, it's already sold out. So. Well, and I feel like if they, if they said, okay, we're going to implement this new software so that this doesn't help to people, uh, doesn't hurt, hurt people. We can actually get people in line in the order that they came in and it's going to incur an X dollar processing fee for us to have this. I feel like that people would be accepting of that and acknowledge the fact that they're trying to do something that's going to prevent some of the heartache and woe. Right. And what it comes down to, no matter what, no matter what system they use, there's always going to be more people that want to play than are going to be able to register at that time. So um, a lot of people that are registering yesterday have all intentions to play, but circumstances change. They don't know that they're going to be a dropout. Um, So you can't fault them for buying a ticket. Um, You just like you said, you either take the leap of faith and go get your hotel and flights booked and hope that you work through the wait list. Or if you're not willing to do that, you try again next year. So we'll see what happens. I'll I'll give it a few weeks. Um, Wait till like that first cancellation wave passes and see how far up the wait list I am. And um, I'll have time to make a decision. I just, if it's mid June again, I'll probably have to just head out to California extreme again. (laughs) (laughs) But I ain't mad. Um, so you're, you're both going though, right? Yeah. You you said you both got. Oh, I just need to get out there. You do. But I'm glad. I'm glad you guys got them because one, Jessica, your whole travel year um, went into planning probably what around this time last year. Yes. And, and this was a key part of yeah. that. And then I also love hearing from people outside the U.S. that are coming in for the event that's awesome um i don't know that you guys uh, are able to get did dr john get tickets i'm not sure uh, i think he's on the wait list jimmy have you gone before no i haven't no excellent oh i'm so excited for you first pinver yeah do you guys um we're trying to plan whether to go to new york or chicago afterwards for three or four days what would you guys suggest uh that you come to portland <laughs> Touche. Actually, uh, clear. me and my wife drove across the states a few years ago, and the only place we went to twice was Portland. Nice. The only place we passed back through because we loved it so much. It is um, pretty wonderful here. Um, well, I grew up in New York. That's where I'm from, so I would yeah. I would definitely endorse that. And it's a quick flight. Um, yeah. Over. Not that yep. Chicago isn't, but and I lived in Chicago for eleven years, so I have affinities for all three of these Most cities of them, yeah. very much. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, Chicago is wonderful. New York is amazing. Just, I don't have enough great things to say about all of them to have one outweigh the other. Um, yes. You know, I, yeah, either way you're, you're, you're going to have a great yeah. experience. They have very tall pizza in Chicago and very short pizza in New York. So I, factor that. Yeah. Very true. I lived in, um, Madison, Wisconsin when I was 19 for like three months and worked at a Uno's pizza. <laughs> and I used to make the deep dish pizza for the, for the case. How did you end up in I Madison? Uh, I, we had an exchange student from uh, Wisconsin at our high school, and her and I became best mates. So I slung across to Madison to see her for like two weeks, and Excellent. ended up staying for stayed for three months. Wanted to stay forever, but I got I got um, I couldn't get a visa to stay. That's why I was working at Uno's trying to get a sponsorship. But uh, didn't work, oh, didn't yeah. work out. We, but anyway, I had a blast those three months. We had our uh, queue full of Aussies already. Sorry, our quota. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, Madison, that catch-all for uh, people fleeing Australia. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you guys. That's great. Um, I think. That, that I, I was telling someone yesterday, we had a pinball event. And I said, uh, Pinberg is responsible for um, the greatest day in pinball of the year and the worst day of pinball in the year. The greatest day is the pinball, uh, the Pinberg finals, and the worst day is the registration day. Yeah. Like it's it's such a, an opposite thing. By the end of Pinberg, everyone's like tired and exhausted, but so excited for the winner and happy about the experience they just had. And everyone just seems to just be like, it was the best thing I've ever done in pinball. And, and then on the registration side, it's, it's just madness, but things shake out. Um, and you know, it's, to me, it's just, it's part of the experience. You got to kind of kick and scratch to get that ticket and, um, you just got to make it a priority. So yay Pinberg. Yay Pinberg. All right. So some other stuff that's happened, um, Texas Pinball Festival is coming up, and I will be going to that. Um, and there's a lot of rumors around it, and we can address them briefly. I, we'll do full reaction on them later. But um, some of the rumors are, and some of them have a little bit more weight to them than others, but uh, that Stern will be possibly showing their next game there, uh, which is heavily rumored to be Iron Maiden. Um, is that the one Elwin's working on? I don't on? know. Yes. Yeah. And that that's supposedly the case that it's Keith Elwin's Archer design. Who knows how intact that is? Cause I'm sure it's evolved. Um, I've played that Archer and it was, it was great. Um, so that's exciting, but, uh, I can't say I'm an Iron Maiden fan, but I understand the fandom. So happy for those people, but zombie what about you guys? Do you, is that right? Yes. Zombie Yeti on the art, which is seems like a great fit for the for Iron Maiden. Well, for anything. Yeah, He's absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's So what do you guys think about Iron Maiden as a whole? Like yay, nay, it indifferent? Uh for me, I'd probably I don't know if it's a nether like at Netherworld we try to keep things on theme with monsterish kind of devilish nasty stuff. So we don't have any music themed games in the bar. Um, but that said, when we, we have had Metallica on the floor, and I think just because of the look of it, people just pounded it and loved it. Um, so the yeah. Ghostbusters, so I think that kind of, that art, that cartoony style artwork does really well. So um, 
And plus, like Metallica the, was just a really amazing, fun game. So yeah, once people yeah. play it, you're going to get a lot of that return traffic. And if this is the Elwyn game and he brings a totally new yeah. stylistic bend to it, Iron Maiden yep. could be super fun. Um, there was right. a re-theme that was at the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show in Tacoma that I saw there. Was that a Rolling Stones re-theme? Yes, yeah. it was. So the game looked really cool. The art on the game looked very cool. And the color scheme, like a lot of blue, black, red, like that in that vein, it looked great. So with the Zombie Yeti artwork on it, I think it could look really good. Um, yeah. And if Elwin's at the wheel in terms of the the actual design, I it could be something new from Stern, like actually new. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I said, I played the Archer um, game when he brought it to Pinagogo and it, it was cool. The shots on it were great. Very non-standard, which you would expect from someone like Keith Ellen, who's super locked into, well, basically any pinball machine he plays, but um of the more traditional layouts, he's just seen them. He's put so many hours into them. So if he's trying something different, it's a mix of because he wants to see something different and he just feels that it, you know, it's, it's just a better way to play this or experience the game. And um, I'm excited to see um, what comes of that. And the other interesting thing is rumors are saying that both Lyman and Keith are both working on the code. So uh, whether that means they're both programming or, um, how they're collaborating, who knows? Or again, didn't, it's all rumor. Like come come to find out, it's some new programmer. Who knows? For but. the Archer machine, didn't Keith's brother do the programming on that? Yes. Um. So what I think it was is so his brother coded it, but Keith was creating the rules essentially, like saying I'd like this shot to do this and whatever, and and. That could be the same relationship working at Stern. I don't know. But um, Keith has mentioned on Tilt Forums that he is um, handling the rule set. So that's pretty exciting. Let's just Wait. not make it another Star Wars. <laughs> no, it should be very different from anything we've seen. I mean, um, like the which level is gonna be cool. of, of, yes. of complexity. <laughs> it's a huge deterrent. Uh, yeah. I've, had, I've had some new players go to play it and they're like, well, it looks cool but I don't understand what the heck I'm doing. And then if they walk up in a tournament that's supposed to be like friendly to new players and they get called up against someone on star Wars, if that person knows any of the weird, like move your multipliers and do this and do like, there's way too much to just walk up and understand. And, and it's less, there's less of a replay value on that machine for people. And I had, um, Right. My friend Trace was just in town from uh, Minnesota and we went to C-Bar to play and we were just playing a bunch of games and he really liked Total Nuclear Annihilation, even though he got destroyed on it. Like it's just so fast and crazy. And he's like, we just c- turned to me and kind of blink with his hands up in the air. Like what just happened? He's like, can we play it again? <laughs> I was like, yes, we can. But Star yeah. Wars, like we played through a whole game and he's like, I just don't get it. And that's the feel. And it's different from, 
you know, he played my theater of magic and it tells you exactly what to, you know, like, you know what to do in that game. It's very clear at all times. So you have newer players who may not necessarily be doing the best while playing the game, but they walk up and feel like they have a sense of what they need to accomplish or what's possible or, you know, where they should be trying to go that I think we're missing in a lot of new games right now. So I'm, I'm just, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, I know that there are high level competitive players who love these deep rule sets, but I don't want to lose sight of new players in the hobby. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think Star Wars, the balance of Star Wars is, is out a bit. We've just put a medieval madness remake on the floor and people, especially my st- newer staff who are just getting into pinball, lord that machine because you can any basically any shot you hit you're advancing something yeah it's very clear very very clear to see what you've achieved and you know what more you need to do whereas yeah star wars can be a bit of a you can get a bit lost very quickly see and games like medieval and attack they they celebrate you you know like when you do something good the game goes crazy for you or like world cup soccer when you score a goal you know that's the game i got my mom super into pinball on and then i took her to medieval madness and she destroys a castle like it's a big deal when you've done something (laughs) and i feel like it very clearly tells you this is the thing you do you go and you do it and it's like you did an amazing thing congratulations that was really wonderful and then you get really happy and then you start like well i want to do that again or like what's the next thing i can do in star wars it just beeps at you all the time you know like if you don't know what the beeps mean it's like how are you supposed to know that means add more time onto whatever multiplayer shot or oh i need to push this button to move it away or to bring it back nobody has any sense of that even as someone who plays all the time it's hard for me to have a sense of that sort of thing but that's why we see games like medieval and attack like being the ones that get remade because there's something that's so strong where people who are really accomplished and have been playing for ages still have fun playing those machines but new players are really kind of encouraged while they're playing the machine if that makes sense Oh, totally. But the problem is, if it's a very simple game and it's easy to understand, I don't have anything to blame when I don't do well. So that's that's an issue for me personally that I need to. Yeah, you I need, need to, to do work that on through, your own but. time. <laughs> so yeah, so we're supposed to see that, um, and we might actually see it ahead of Texas Pinball Festival. We can see the announcement first, generate the hype, and then it'll be on the floor. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, some of the other stuff we're supposed to see there, we already know Alice Cooper will be there. Um, and I'm excited to see that. The teases have looked really cool. And it's going to be kind of Charlie's opportunity to really prove that he's ready to step up and play with kind of some of the other big boys. Um, this is his, of his designs, kind of really his only second full one because wasn't America's Most Haunted mostly Ben Heck? I think so. I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. And then Rob Zombie was his. And then he's back here with uh, Alice Cooper. Obviously, Scott Denisi did um, Total Nuclear Annihilation. And they've done some contract builds for other designs as well. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, They've been really good about uh, keeping things under wraps till we get there. But we do know it'll be there. Um, What do you guys think? I'm excited. I I think it's going to be a pretty fun reveal. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very, I'm very keen to see the the layout and the artwork. I think it's a great theme. 
Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, it'll be a while. It's interesting. In Australia, though, I think. But um, so very keen to see some videos and some uh, some playtime videos over the next few weeks. Yeah, you guys probably will have a wait for him to get down there. But you just got the total nuclear annihilations. Um, do you know how many came down by any Eight, chance? I believe. Yeah. Eight. Okay, that's yeah. pretty so good. We'll, the one that gets here on Wednesday will be the only one on site anywhere. Nice. Um, same as the dialed in. We've got the only dialed in on site as well. I'm so excited. Um, Very good. <laughs> yeah. I've got. I have an empty spot next to my dialed in for TNA, and I, I'm stupid <laughs> excited about it. So I can't wait. Um, so the other thing that uh, we've been hearing that we'll be seeing there is the remake of Kingpin, and that's Capcom's Kingpin. I've played the game quite a bit. Um, it is rare, so. Not a lot of people have played it, but there's a video out there. Um, have either of you guys had a chance oh, to play that? I definitely haven't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, I love it. Like, it's not complicated. Like, you can play through to the end of it fairly easy, um, but it's just really fun. The layout is awesome. There's some really kind of fun and imaginative rules there. I don't know if they're going to be doing anything about updating rules at all, um, or if it's just going to be a straight um, re-release, but just getting some more of those out there. I, I don't know how many they'll end up selling, but it'll, it'll obviously increase the number of what is available now. And the only place I've ever played it is at California Extreme or Pinagogo, and that's in California. And um, I don't know where else you get the opportunity to play that game, but I'm I was really excited to see that they're remaking that. And uh, I, I just hope they sell a ton. Um, I don't know that I'd be in for one, but I'm, I'll be tempted um, if it, if it plays well. So um, then there's always gonna be surprises that TPF is a huge show. Um, I'm, I'm going to be in on the tournament. So personally, I'm excited about that. I'll, I'll talk more about that a little bit later, but um, other rumors that are out. So, so we know Guardians of the Galaxy got released a little early um, with stuff going on interior at Stern with the Trudeau saga oh. that's still ongoing that they had to move around releases a little bit. Um, so it kind of jumped forward and they did what they could to you know, get it coded up enough, get released. But um, the other thing besides Iron Maiden that's been coming out is strong rumors about surrounding Deadpool. And supposedly Deadpool will be after Iron Maiden um, and that it's going to lean more on comic book art than movie art. So I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but Deadpool as a license, I think could be a lot of fun. And if they, they do a good job on that, I think it's going to be pretty successful because those who don't know Deadpool, I think when they step to a Deadpool machine, um, we'll be surprised at how funny and clever (laughs) of a license it is, but um, have you guys seen the movies or read the comic books at all? I've seen the movie. There's more than one. I've seen one of them. <laughs> yeah. There's one out, Got one it. coming. So. Yeah. I've seen one. I'm not a big comic book reader, but my business partner, Ben, is a massive comic book fan, so he would definitely be across, especially if it's comic book artwork. We've got the um, Spider-Man vault on the floor, and that, that just looks beautiful, I think, compared to the original. Artwork, so. Yeah, I have an original, and the artwork is awful. Yeah. <laughs> the the side art is fine. The rest of it is the only thing I miss. 
thing I missed from the original is the the com- when you hit a combo, the little wahoo that he gives out is just the best yeah, that's, wahoo that's well on, done. Uh, of any machine. And the one on the vault isn't quite as nice as we decided. Someone needs to pinball browser yeah. that in, please. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't want to get into a lot of the rumors that are just kind of. Uh, I think reaching a little bit. So we'll, we'll wait. The show's not too far away, but it's going to be big. It's going to be exciting. Um, and then I don't think we'll see anything of Deadpool at TPF, but um, they're saying that that will be like kind of a mid to late summer release. So we, we that have would a good relationship with AMD, yeah. who's the stern supplier to Australia. Um, and at the Brisbane Masters last year, we had the only um, Star Wars on site for the event to for the finals. So Fingers crossed if it's late summer for you guys, it'll be about the right time for the Brisbane Masters. So if we're lucky, we'll get two or three sent over just for the competition, which would be pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, Especially with a title like Deadpool, that'd be brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully. um, The the other thing is they've been saying is that uh, Stern's hoping this is going to be kind of a bit of a rebound year last year wasn't terrible but um supposedly according to expectations they just came in below um what they were hoping for so uh a healthy stern is a good it's good for the pinball industry so these are definitely titles that could have a you know high chance of selling well for them personally iron maiden as a theme doesn't get me excited but keith elwin as a designer does so that's great um I guess the other other really piece of news, I just want to save plenty of time to talk about what you guys have coming up. And this has been covered by a lot of people, but I think it'd be just kind of worth mentioning is um, Ben Heck has announced that he's left yeah. Spooky Pinball. And um, it's just, it wasn't like an ugly breakup or anything. Both Charlie and Ben have been online to talk about it and they've been very open about it. But essentially uh, from Ben's explanation, you know, he had a, game design that he'd been working on and a license in mind and spooky was not able to secure the license they tried um it wasn't going to work out and then with the success of uh total nuclear annihilation it pushed back alex cooper with alice cooper getting pushed back that was going to push ben's game back again and it was going to be pretty long before his was going to be made so um he's decided for the time being to pursue some other interests and He's a motivated guy. He wants to stay busy, and I can't blame him. But um, he's done a lot of great things. I, he really was integral to Spooky getting off the ground, um, both from a design and from a development standpoint. So um, I think we, owe a lot, as pinball fans, owe a lot, owe a lot to his contributions, and um, hopefully he makes his way back. But um, I was just glad it was no ugly pinball drama. We tend to have a lot of that, and uh, it, it seems like a – a very uh, friendly parting, which which was great. So, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on Ben or Spooky as Are a there whole, any, or any if you on what the theme was. That's what I was wondering. I haven't heard. I have not heard, but I I didn't realize that it was chasing a licensed theme, which is really interesting. Um, one thing Ben did say though is that Spooky's free to use that design at some point to create another game. Um, I don't know if he didn't mention theme because it's maybe a theme they'd want to try for again at a later time. And he doesn't want to yeah. reveal that 
or or if he personally wants to to work with it. But uh, yeah, he just chose not to reveal it at this time. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so Ben's gonna go make films. He's he's gonna do that for next. So he's got himself quite a varied <laughs> resume. <laughs> That's good though. It's, I mean, they were talking, you know, Taylor and Tommy were, were talking about it on TFP and um, kind of all the different things that Ben's been able to accomplish in his career. So it's great that he has time to go explore something else. But at the same time, we really want to know what that game would have been. I know. It's like if you're getting out, just I tell know. us. Uh, yeah. So the fact that he didn't say what it is makes me think that maybe spooky is going to go after, or maybe he's going to try and find a way to some way to personally pursue it. I mean, he could always contract with spooky to build it at a later time. So eventually he'll talk. Ben's Ben's a very open guy. Um, if, if there's no chance of using that theme at any point, I'm sure he'll reveal that, but we'll have to wait. But excited to see the spooky guys. Um, I'll see them in Texas. And uh, I don't know. Do they, do they, Go out to replay FX? I don't know because playing in the tournament is about all that I can focus on when I'm there. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but that's your world for Yeah. Days. As as you'll learn, it's long days of tournament play. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done I'm actually yeah, I'm I worried about learn. how to approach this year. Do I approach it as more of a social thing and not take the, the comp too seriously? Because I do want to come I do want to keep coming. So do I just soak this one in and have a good time or do I try and knuckle down and play well. Uh, I imagine it'd be pretty overwhelming the first time. Yeah. It was completely, I've only done two of them and it was completely overwhelming both times. I'll just say like it's, it's uh, an all encompassing beast, but it's also wonderful. (laughs) And the first year I just, I didn't prepare myself well enough. Like I wasn't getting enough, rest I wasn't sitting down when I should have been sitting down because I was running around trying to do as much as I could and see as many people as I could um Mm. and then I think I found a better balance last year in terms of making sure that while I'm playing like while the rounds are going on if there's a chair to sit in go sit in it if there's like someone around if you're getting in your head a little bit that you can talk to who you're friendly with to distract you for a little bit then do that but that's you know that's stuff that works for me but um, I don't know. I think that you'll kind of naturally find your balance. I do recommend coming over a few days before it starts because yeah. that jet lag is killer. Um, yeah. well, we got, I'm hosting the Brisbane Masters the weekend before, which is if if we pull it off, we'll be 60 machines and 120 plus players. Which, like by the time oh, I finish wow. bump out, will be Tuesday night, and I'll literally have to get on a plane then. To make it, oh, no. so I'm going to be pretty cooked. But if I, if I, I'll be certainly have had a lot of pinball that weekend to to get me up to scratch. But um, yeah, Doctor John definitely suggested yeah. get there as soon as you can to to acclimatize. Yeah, doctor's <laughs> orders. <laughs> so the thing I've always heard is um, come and prepare to be yeah. humbled <laughs> and not be disappointed when that does happen um and 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 definitely love the smaller successes so like i love the medallion thing that they do um you you won the medallion didn't you jessica one of the coin yeah so 
why don't you explain what that is? Because I think it's pretty rad that you got one. And two, it's kind of a cool thing. You're never out of winning something. Yeah. At so my my year goals for the first year I went to Pittsburgh were make it out of D division, like not come in D division. And of course, I came in D division. So my backup <laughs> goal was if I don't make it into C division, then my goal was to make it to finals day for D division to qualify. I didn't do that either. So I'm just like, all right, I'm striking out here kind of all around. But I had played around on one day where I – so the Pinburg scoring is 3-2-1-0. So basically you get points for each person you beat in your round, and each one of those is considered a win. So if you get first place, you get three points. That's three wins. So you won against three other players. So – you play your four games together. So if you get 12 wins, 12 points in a round, um, you get a medal. And when I first, someone first told me that they're like, you had a perfect round. And I was like, yeah, it was really exciting. And they're like, you get a medal. I was like, what? (laughs) So I thought it was just like a little coin, like a safe cracker token size, like some, some kind of medallion, like a, AA medallion, something like that. And I was just like, oh, it's gonna be like this little coin I've got. No, it's a medal, like on a ribbon that you like hang and it's heavy <laughs> and it's so good. Um, so I was like, had I known that that was a thing that I could have won, it would have been one of my goals. So I consider myself like in a good spot for that, uh, for that year. Didn't even come close last year, but um it was really cool to win i wore it into the office the first day that i got back from the trip and because (laughs) no one here has any idea of competitive pinball or or that entire part of my world they thought i won the whole thing like the medal looks that official (laughs) and nice that they just had assumed that i had won pinberg it was really funny you're in the company (laughs) newsletter and People well, whisper when you anyway. walk by. Yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> whisper positively when you walk by. Yeah, that, that is the difference. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, I think it's awesome you won that. I don't actually know a lot of people personally that have won it. Um, I know of people who have, but uh, it's awesome that you got that. Um, well, let's talk what you guys have up coming up. Um, we'll just kind of do our whole what we've been up to, but probably lean it heavier on the what's coming up because that's, well, at least on my end, that's going to be the more exciting stuff. But um, yeah, let, let's get to that. I'll, I'll just say real quickly kind of what happened here last night, and then I'll turn it over yeah. to you guys and <laughs> get jealous. So yesterday, um, I hosted a pin golf event, and it was here at my house, which was a lot of fun. Um I was really worried that it was going to be too hard. I even went to tilt forums like, can I get a difficulty check on this? And a lot of people agreed that it might be too hard, but we went with it. Um, So we went, you know, a standard IFPA um, pin golf event. We did all the games set on five ball. And um, here were my, uh, here were my goals. They, They sound a little bit scary, but it actually worked out really well. So I had Spider-Man, and it was just start a white spider mode. Um, hole two was attack from Mars, start total annihilation. And that seems a little intense, but on five balls, it's not that bad. Um, hole three, Bride of Pinbot, which probably was the hardest of the night, was huh. make her sing. Um, yeah, 
a little intense for a pin golf, but a lot of people finished it. Um, I was surprised. Uh, Tron, it was start disc multiball. Um, Wizard of Oz was start a munchkin mode. Dialed in, dialed in was just collect a single SIM card. Um, I think <laughs> that was actually the hardest yeah. goal. Um, that, 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 that hole is just so hard to hit. But a lot of people were smart and they collected with a big bang or they finished their mode with a big bang. And um, it, that was okay. Uh, next was ACDC. And it was to have two multiballs lit. You don't have to start them, but just get two, two lit at one time. Um, Iron Man was reach mark three. And uh, Twilight Zone was start multi-ball um, through the ramps and locks. And on five ball, you have to lock two balls before you can start say, multi-ball. So that's a little right harder. Um, yeah, but when you switch the game to five ball, you, you can't start it with one lock. So um, I finished top qualifier. So all the nine holes, I that's convenient. finished with the 25. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that was taking two sixes. Um so I had like four ones um, and I wanted to shake my fist. Everyone said that my course was too hard, but um, in classic me fashion, I bombed out in finals and I got eliminated. I dialed in. Um, it was funny because I had, I was just talking about how I've never had anything go wrong with my dialed in and I'm lucky. And I've heard the horror stories of, you know, weirdness and I'm like, no, I've never had anything int- odd at all. And so I'm playing in, um, it was really, really close. I just needed, I was in multi-ball. I needed one or two more jackpots and I was, I was good to go. And the ball was going down the left drain and I saw I had kickback lit. So I didn't shake. I wanted to save my tilt warnings, um, which I know better to do. Always treat it if it's not lit. The ball went down and the kick out fired somehow oh. a split second too late. So the ball rolled right past it and then the kicker shot. And I had to kind of just laugh um, at it. And then I could—I just wasn't able to grind out enough points with my last ball. But um, So dialed in, did me dirty. But it was a lot of fun. Um, still finished high, and it was a good time. Um, I usually, if I'm going to win a tournament, it's not one I'm hosting. It's just I do better away from my home for some reason. But it was fun, and and pin, pin golf was great, and it was a lot of people's first times playing that format. Yeah, it's and one of my really favorite it, formats so. to run for sure. Yeah, it's just I, I like how much more social it is. Uh, you're you're competing with these people, but at the same time, you're kind of like yeah. cheering them on as they go for the goal, and you're high fiving the yeah. guy for getting a hole in one. And it's, it's great. They discuss it's different strategies to hit certain shots, and um, yeah, I find it especially. For yeah. watching finals, I think it's really good because you, when you see someone step up to the machine, everyone knows exactly what shots they're trying to hit. So it's if you've got a good view of them, yes. like if you can get a good view, it makes for very entertaining, uh, entertaining watching. We had, I did one last weekend, and one of the goals was get bloodbath on Walking Dead. And man, watching watching guys get that, Oof, people like a- the whole room would cheer them on once once you hit that final drop. Man, it was pretty cool to watch. And, um, Sorry. Yeah, and and that's with uh, with Bride of Pinnot, we had someone get a hole in one on that, and everyone was watching. as like, is he on ball one? I think he's on ball one. He's on ball one, right? As it as it as it's starting to do the little heartbeat sequence, and it, it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, it was fun. So um, other than that, I, I haven't been up to a whole lot. Uh, just kind of counting the days for TNA to get here. Uh, that's been my pinball life for a little while, but. Uh, I don't know. Let's hear what you guys went up to. Um, 
I know the guest is supposed to go first, but yeah, ladies, ladies are also supposed to go first, and <laughs> I, I don't know how to handle that. So, yes, what, um, are you, what are you doing? Okay, so I went up to Seattle. We had the start of our Seattle Pinball League. Um, so the first meet of the year, basically, we had kicked it off with a party in January um, at Rod, who's one of the, the organizers, main organizers at his house for Fest. But this was the first tournament of the 2018 SPL. Um, and it was at Dave Stewart's house. So there was a really interesting collection of games for me that I was excited to play. Um, there was a Medusa, which I'd only ever seen once before, and it wasn't working um, as Great well. As, yeah, it was so much fun. As yeah. soon as I yeah. figured out like what I was actually supposed to be doing, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to walk away from that game when once you get that little yeah. clicking moment with it, like, oh, I, I get it. And then. Yeah, it's so and hard unfortunately to walk away for me, from. that moment came ball three. Um, but I ended up taking second place <laughs> on that game which, when I didn't think that I had because my score going into that third ball was so low that I didn't think there was any way that I was going to recover from being last place. And that's when I realized, oh, these. And then that, okay, good, here we go. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, <laughs> there was a Mystic there that was playing so nicely. Um, really really into that game um and when we were there so there was huge windstorms happening so it was raining big windstorms and you have all those games plugged in so at one point the power flickered out (laughs) while we were playing mystic while i was on mystic all the other games reset except mystic stayed (laughs) i was like yes I'm looking around. I was like, do I just keep going? And they're like, yeah. I was like, all right, good. Um, so that was an interesting, a lot of people were very upset about the, you know, the power surge, but not a lot that you can do, you know, natural, natural no. weather uh, phenomenon yeah. blocking our pinball. But it was a really fun day. It was my first time ever making it into the finals for, or the semifinals for, Seattle Pinball League playoffs rounds. Um, And then I got, I was second place in my group in the semifinals, but only the top one person from each group went to finals. So I was out of luck there. Yeah, that was very tight competition. Um, But amazing players as, as always in SPL. And it's just great to see everybody and they had food and, um, we had some cute dogs there. I got to pet dogs. It was good. It was an overall really good day. Um, <laughs> and I, on that trip, got up to Edmonds, Washington, which is like a little bit north of Seattle. And they have a location there called Another Castle, which I'd heard of. Yes. I saw your picture. I'd heard of it before, but never been there because it's a bit further north than I stay. Um, so when I stay with Alan, this time I stayed with my friend, Mike, it's usually the South side of Seattle, but I had to work in North Seattle this trip. So I went over to another castle and I love it. It's so great. It's such a good space. They have a, like a used video game store that leads into the arcade um, and after the store closes, there's another entrance that you use to get into the arcade, but they're 
pinball collection was really good. The games for the most part were playing very nicely. The crowd was just really chill and nice. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, people abusing the machines or being dicks. Everyone was generally very pleasant and lovely to deal with and talk to. So that was really fun. And then I ended up going back there after SPL. There was a tournament there that night and I got second place. So. Oh, nice. That is a true traditional finish for a (laughs) pinball podcast host to finish second. It, I cannot tell you how many times that happens. I mean, it's better than third, but it's not first. Yeah, so those are my, my highlights. So. so we had to reschedule Bell's Olympics, so it'll be this Wednesday because we had some snow here in Portland. And since the city's not prepared to handle snow at all, we I, I kind of talked to some people and asked their thoughts because I don't want anyone out driving when it's potentially dangerous on the roads. So I called it, and it'll be this week instead. probably a good idea after you do that i want to talk to you a little bit about that because um after our pin golf we talked about doing an olympics oh, event and i want to pick yeah pick your brain i keep a hearing bit, from so. people that they're jealous they want me to open it up to not just bells so that they can play in it um so we'll uh, maybe next year i'll look at doing something where bells have theirs and then we do an open tournament also yeah that'd be that'd be great so um, That's, is that all you got? I mean, we got stuff right. coming up. I've mostly been yeah. getting ready for the stuff coming up. <laughs> I, I imagine. Yeah. I, I bet I you've got it. a little bit of an odyssey. Ahead what have of you been so. doing? The, the, um, I, yeah, I did have the pin golf last weekend, which went really well. Um, got like 40 odd competitors through on the Saturday to do um, qualifying. And then we got everyone back on the Sunday for finals or top 16 on the Sunday, uh, which went well. We had very similar goals, like dialed in. One of the goals was get SIM card. Um, what else do we have? Batman 66 was defeat any villain. Um, we did 18 holes, though, on the Saturday because I had it, I gave everyone the whole day to knock out this, the 18 holes, uh, which oh, went wow. pretty good. Uh, I qualified... I'll say, I'm going to say I qualified second with 43, um, which I thought was amazing. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Some guy, some guy came by and got 35, Whoa. which absolutely ridiculous. But um, he just had one of those days where he played out of his skin. Uh, he didn't, in true form, you play that good a day one day, the next day he bombed out in um, straight away, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to clarify, my 25 was on <laughs> yeah, nine holes, not not 18. So. Uh, and then finals was good. Like I said, the final, I really think that watching that pin golf hole format in finals is really fun. So the Sunday morning was a blast. Um, just watching people, you know, take, take bloodbath, kicking and screaming and just trying to fight for every shot was pretty entertaining. Um, I got knocked out in the semis. The, the guys in my freaking group all just started punching out holes in one so uh, Jacob who ended up winning he got a hole in one on um, he got two holes in one in the semis and I just made it through and then in the finals I think he got two holes in one as well so he was flying he got a hole in one on the dialed in sim card he got hole in one 
Yeah, and then just That's before impressive. that, he got, or just after he got a hole in one on Batman 66, which was start any multi-ball. Um, and he hit the TV targets three times, hit the loop. Like it, could, it literally could not have hit three more or four more perfect shots. Um, and then hit the, re- the left loop, picked, um, uh, what's his name? Shame and got the two ball going, which counted. So, huh. yeah, he was, he was flying. He killed. So that was pretty cool. Um, the last pin go. golf. We got, oh, sorry. I was going to say go. the last pin golf I played, one of the objectives was like 200K on dialed in. And mm. I started a mode, lit Big Bang, collected Big Bang. And then collected the SIM card on ball one. And then I was done. How come I can never do this like in regular competitive play? If I could do this, I'd be fine every time. Yeah. The other thing I love about pin golf is it's like you hit those four shots and it's or four shots. And it's like a mic drop. You just step away from the machine and be like, lift your arms in the air and you're like, whoa. Yep. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Or or you can be the show off and like like on ACDC where it was the light two multi balls at a time you you can be the jerk and light the third <laughs> yeah. and then walk away but but uh <laughs> but no that, that's the best when you get the hole in one and you just yeah drop your hands or raise them up and walk that's off fun. it's awesome yeah. it's awesome um, so yeah that's about it for us we got normal pinball clubs back Tuesday nights our fortnightly is up in a couple of days oh as up tomorrow night so. Uh, looking forward to that. We just had the ACS was in the Australian Championship Series was a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah. Which, like you were saying before, Jeff, I actually I actually found out I qualified for it like four days before the event as due to the – it just went down the waiting list from people pulling out. Um, but it was interstate, so I just couldn't go on that shorter notice, um, which is a bummer. That, God, um, bummer. It was in Adelaide. It was really good from all reports. Uh, Paul Jones won again, who's Australia's number one at the minute. Um, and I think he's won two out of the last three Australian Championship Series. So it was, um, yeah, he was a monster. He played really well. Um, but uh, let me think where that was. Yeah, they did three. They did a handful of side comps, and from all reports, everyone loved the event. Um, I think top 32 it was this year, but this next year it's going to top 48 or something like that. Is it the same for you guys, you know? Um, it varies by, doesn't, by state, doesn't yeah, it, Jessica? Okay. Like, I think you guys will have sure. more than us. Yeah. yeah, I think we're blowing out. Yeah. <laughs> Get those whoppers. Yeah. I. Win Pinburg, and then you can be qualified for, oh my gosh. for, yeah, for I, Pennsylvania. Um, so I have another tournament coming up because of course I can't stop planning tournaments. Um, so before we jump into what's going on with me and Jimmy, I have, um, so the Northwest pinball arcade show in Tacoma, um, that Jeff needs to come to the same date as Denver, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So so they do a series of satellite tournaments where you can win entry into um, all the tournaments over at their competition. And they've always done them in Seattle, but there was never anything in Portland. So I was asking Dave Stewart, you know, have you ever thought about doing something in Portland 
uh, do you want to think about doing something in Portland? Because I would totally be down to do that. Um, so while they haven't had anything, um, he was open to it for sure. So, um, I am going to be doing that at ground control at the end of May. So May 20th, we're calling it South by Northwest. And it's going to be a match play tournaments. Um, and that one is for Whoppers and it's part of the circuit events for the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show. Um, yeah, so it's a great chance for people to win That's full cool. entry. It's like $120 entry to do all the competitions up there. So we're doing that. And then um, I'm a crazy person. And at the end of March, I'm also doing a tournament um, on March 31st. So it's a Saturday in Lincoln City, Oregon. It's on the coast, beautiful Oregon coast. Um, I'm going to be holding the pinball at the beach tournament. So the arcade is like a block away from the ocean and they've never done a tournament there before. So they had had maybe nine pinball machines there at this arcade called game over arcade in Lincoln city for a while. And I would go play them whenever I went out to the coast, obviously, because it's a good concentration of games. This, the location was great. Um, but they doubled the amount of pins that they have in there now. So I sent a message on over to, oh, wow. uh, the owner and said, Hey, would you consider having a tournament there? And he said, yes, absolutely. What do you need from me? So um, it's going to be an all-day comp, and we're doing a side tournament. So in between qualifying and finals, there's going to be a bit of a break. But before we do like the dinner break part, um, we are doing a head-to-head. So it'll be like a single knockout elimination on anyone who wants to enter into an Adams Family competition because he has two Adams family machines. So we're going to put them next to each other and no, you man. are racing to a score. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done that? That's cool. Before? That was very cool. I have. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't. Um, yeah. Damn. Just the opportunity <laughs> when he said, I have yeah, two be Adams families. I was like, Oh, yeah. huh. Okay. Let's do this. So uh, <laughs> my friend Alan and I are going to be running that. He's never done a, um, been a TD for a tournament before, but he's an amazing player. So I asked if he would be willing to co TD with me. And we were talking today over breakfast, just trying to figure out what the score should be on Adams that you're racing to. I'm curious if you guys have thoughts on that. Good question. Jeez, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's something that I think you want most achievable, like on ball mm-hmm. two, um, but definitely, obviously, achievable at any point ball one. But, uh, but I think you want it to be a stretch, though. So where if they don't get it on like that second ball, they're feeling some pressure for ball three, knowing they might have to start over because the restarts. I'd, quite a bit of drama to it if you have to restart a game you feel like you're down and out but then you notice your opponent's not quite there so i would make it a stretch but obviously not something that's to be like this awful slog where they're they're on their sixth game and i don't know it's hard it's well i want to have that's a tough question but at netherworld we have wizard wizard pins so we create these limited edition artist designed uh enamel pins if you achieve a certain score on a certain machine 
So our our Adams family pin, I think the target's one fifty million. So that's like that's a pretty good score yeah. for your average yeah your average player. You probably want to go yeah. half that. We had started. Yeah, we started yeah, saying under- like you know fifty million, and we're just like, well, what if? Yeah. But yeah. we want it yeah. to also to have some sense of like urgency, like immediacy, like twenty five million, like something yeah. where you could get a couple good yeah. things lined up. And we also want it to be something where people can be like watching and cheering on and enjoying. And if it tends to drag out a little bit longer, that we may lose some of that momentum. So, yeah. would you make like a get them to be able to cho- choose from a couple of different achievements? So, one of them might be the first to light three windows. That's uh, a race just to hit bare rab, hit the chair, hit bare rab, hit the chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Or a certain number of bears. Yeah. Did uh, someone just get multi-ball? As well, actually. <laughs> I just heard multi-ball madness. So I want to go play pinball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Soon you'll be released from your duties for the night. You can... uh, no, that's good. That's actually something um, that'd be interesting to kind of see what people think on that because some people are really, really good at Adam's family, but when you play that game competitively, it's, I swear the bounces get a little bit bouncier. The ball gets a little more wild. Yeah. Adam's family can be brutal in competition. Um, and it can be very easy, casual. Oh, uh, I don't know. If it's, it's in competition and uh, maybe, if, I don't know how like far if away extra it, ball is turned off. I think you've got to change your strategy a bit and just go, um, just go multi-ball instead of trying to do windows. Cause there's never that chance of jagging the extra ball yeah. through the windows. So I, I see a lot of guys just go for the, or the greed multi-ball instead of uh, the chair in comp. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just yeah. rely on jackpots for score. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe do a couple of test runs if it's not too far from you. Uh, when I had two Simpsons pinball parties, I should have done a head-to-head, but that wasn't a thing then, and I wasn't imaginative enough to come up with that idea, so it never happened. But. Um, Oh, one thing I, I do want to mention uh, that happened just uh, this weekend. So uh, I don't know if either of you guys have ever ordered from Measle Mods, yep. but you're probably aware of who they are, um, the, the mod makers. Uh, if you've ordered from them, you know they have awesome customer service. They ship quickly and they stand by their products. I've helped them test products that they've launched before. And I know Kristen and Tim well and see them at a bunch of the shows and I'll be seeing them at Texas and um, with the, uh, recent school shooting in, in, well, which one, but, uh, with the latest school shooting in Florida, um, there's been kind of a thing going around that's been showing which companies support the NRA and, and, uh, they're just putting that out there and saying, Hey, if you want to take action, here are some companies that are supporting policies that help make this easier. And so the measle mods team, Kristen and Tim, um, decided they were not going to ship packages through FedEx anymore because FedEx supports the NRA national rifle um, association. I just blank on the a association <laughs> anyway. And, and it's hundred percent within their rights to do that, whether you agree or not. But when they make that, made that stance, they started getting a lot of 
uh, review trolls on their Facebook page. Um, someone shared it to the NRA fan group on Facebook and people started showing up and just one starring their company. Um, nobody's obligated to go encounter it with a five star, but if you've had experience with measles mods, um, either from just talking to them online or seeing their helpful posts on forums, or if you've actually used their products, um, it, it's now would be a good time to go and drop them a, a supportive review on their Facebook page. Um, you can just find it searching measles mods. Um, yeah, I should. I've seen a lot of people in the yeah, I've seen a lot of people in the community um, doing it. It's great. They, um, I dealt with Kristen, I think, a few weeks ago. I got some uh, mods for Batman sixty six, and one of them, one of them, or one of them didn't work. Mm -hmm. And I was literally a few days later about to email her to ask if I could get another one sent, and another one arrived in the mail already without, without even having to ask, which was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, they're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. they're on it. That's great. So I didn't test that one. So don't blame me. Uh, I mostly helped with the Ghostbusters mods. Um, but they're, they seriously are some of the best people in the hobby. They're so generous at shows with their time. They'll hang out with you and um, put up with all of your crazy questions of which of these things should I put in my Wizard of Oz and, and that, this and that. And then they're just really fun, caring people. And um, I think a lot of times in this uh, I don't know what to call it back and forth politicking of, of issues that people forget that it is people on the other side of the argument. And um, you can disagree, but let's do it respectfully. And um, if you agree with others, show them your support when you can, because um, it goes a long way. It makes people feel like they're not on an Island out there. And even if you disagree with them, it's good to still support the individual. So um, that's just kind of what's been going on. I don't need, want to make a huge statement about it, but it was just kind of a bummer to see that happen. And um, good on them for sticking by their guns, though. They've not wavered in their stance at all. So, yeah. Um, well, guys, I want to hear about what you've got planned because I know the basic details of it, but I don't know a lot of the details. Um, and uh, kind of just let let us know what's going on, what you guys have planned. And then um, we'll have to get some follow-up after the fact, but um, show listeners are aware that Jessica is about to go visit the other side of the world. And um, <laughs> I'm not, but what um, do you guys got planned? Yeah. In the I works? leave on Friday, like this Friday. It's very soon. I am not, I'm not prepared at all. Uh, Dr. John just <laughs> reminded me of um, the fact that it's hot there. <laughs> Like, oh no, oh no, I melt in heat, so this will be interesting. But um, I think I'm also going to use that to my advantage and try to not check a bag on the plane. We'll see how that works. Yeah. Um, so I fly out on the second, I arrive in Brisbane on the fourth because time travel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Emily and Dr. John are going to come meet me and we're going to go kind of wander around Brisbane for the day. Um, and my friend Josh actually flies into Brisbane. His sister lives there. He's an Aussie also. So we're going to get to hang out a little bit and then Monday do some exploring on the gold coast. Um, so if anyone has, <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so yeah jimmy if you know good spots on the gold coast i'm sure dr don has some too but uh monday i'm going to be just exploring out there and then tuesday um we are holding a tournament over at netherworld so um i had messaged and was just trying to figure something out and dr john was kind enough to help put me in touch um and jimmy agreed to let me run a crazy thing there so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um do you want to talk to me about what you normally have going there tuesday nights uh well tuesday night where it's an off week it's an off night when you're here but we normally have the brisbane pinball club which gets like we said before 30 or 40 but on a normal tuesday we're still pretty busy anyway with people here for the diner and um for the game so the the bar will be will be should be nice and busy, but with this with our little tiki slash Hawaiian theme night, I reckon we'll be we'll be cooking. So I've got um, a couple of my cocktail gurus have put together a couple of cocktails for the night, and the chefs put together a special burger, and um, and then we'll be doing I'll do prizes for best dressed. We'll give away a free drink if you come in in, a, in an outfit. Um, and then we'll run, you've got some side comps in mind. Yep. Yeah. So um, we're going to do, um, we're going to do our bells format for the tournament, uh, the battle of yep. the bells format. So it's what we were loosely calling a chess Swiss, um, is what my friend Isaac, who, um, kind of originated that. So it's a hybrid of our Oregon chumps tournament and the pin pin tournament in Vegas is what I used to create the, the bells competitive format. So um, you get randomly assigned with another player and the first person to get called up chooses the first game that the pair plays and plays first on that game. And then the second person who's called chooses the second game to play and plays first. So then you report your results back. And if you've won both games in your round, you get three points. If you split, you each get one point. And if you lose, you get zero points. So, um, so it's an interesting like variation on a match play, you know, point qualifying, um, type of situation. And then, um, it really motivates people to be able to get those double wins because the point difference is um, significant. Yeah. So. Uh, and yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll have a great, there's heaps of people talking about it, especially to, to experience a new format. We haven't, I haven't seen a format like that before. So um, yeah, I think we're going to have a really, really fun night. I'm excited. I can't wait to meet all of the players out there and just be able to get people's impressions <laughs> of things. And, you know, I already feel like just in our conversations back and forth, like I'm, I'm learning a lot about what works out in Brisbane and, you know, the, the kind of attendance and different events that you guys have there. And it's all really interesting to talk to people about that sort of thing anyway. And then I get to do it on the other side of the planet. So, um, yep. super excited, yep. but it's going to be a totally fun format. It usually is for bells. It's very welcoming for new players to come in because even if you have a bad first game against someone on a machine that they picked, you have a chance to pick a machine that you feel comfortable playing and play that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely friendly for newbies. Um, 
And then we're going to do some fun, like one handed competitions and things like that. So there's going to be a lot of fun formats to try. It's going to be a great night to hang out and enjoy some tiki drinks. Let's be honest. We're all just doing this because we want to drink out of pineapples. And we're we're an amazing shirt. That's pretty much all. I do have my dress. It's all ready to go. (laughs) So I have to... I have to ask, guys, do pinballs <laughs> drain in the opposite direction in Australia? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So That's all I have to add to this conversation right here. But. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is why I'm not coming. She, yeah, definitely yeah, too late I'm for you to come. <laughs> um, no, very excited. I can't wait to see everybody. And then um, we're going to have some good... Um, prizes and the poster that uh, Jimmy worked up. So it's your normal logo. Yeah, the normal Brisbane Pinball Club logo, but with a um, everyone's wearing a Hawaiian shirt instead. It came up really good. It looks fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I love it very much. <laughs> yeah. And then I had some. Uh, I'll have to send you home with a couple of our original t shirts yes. as well. Yes, please. I will wear those at all times. (laughs) Um, And then I had some artwork done for it as well. So um, sort of a tiki totem type theme that we're staying in. So so it's actually um, this tiki artist that Double Danger Pinball was kind enough to connect me with. Um, his name is Flint and he designed an attack from Mars totem pole design for us. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, rad. It came out so well. I sent him this little like napkin sketch. I think I sent it to Jimmy too. And I was like, this is what I'm thinking. (laughs) And he nailed it. Is it called, wait, wait is it called a tiki from Mars? Yeah. It is now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So Flint did a great job and he was very patient with me as I sent him all of my notes of exactly what I wanted it to look like. Um, and he did like, was really quick to do adjustments and things like that. Um, and he also, this, we're not going to share this one quite yet, but he also did a design for me for the powder puff women's tournament in Seattle, um, that I'm co-running this year with, uh, Maureen, who runs Babes in Pinland up in Seattle, so it'll be a Bell's Babes joint mm. venture now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he did some artwork for shirts for that one as well, which will be great when I can reveal those. But I'm so excited to be able to have tournament time in Brisbane, and um, Jimmy can't thank you enough for tolerating me and all of my um, weird man. ideas that I want to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a good day Sunday. There's um, compared to other cities, Brisbane has more pinballs on site by a mile. There's also Pincadia open this or uh, mid last year, I think, and they've got 16 pins on site. Um, and then Stephen opened one up free play arcade last year as well, um, which was just an arcade. Uh, it's it's like a, a subscription base. You just pay a fee to get in, and everything's on free play. Um, but he, he added 16 pinballs to the floor a few months ago as well. And he's got some beautiful machines. He's got like a super reconditioned, um, evil can evil and a Benzai run. Nice. Uh, he's got some amazing machines on the floor. 
Um, so, yeah, so between the three of us, I think there's over 50 machines, which compared to other cities here is, is pretty ridiculous. I love it. Uh, so, if you, yeah, you'll have plenty to do on the Sunday. So, Jimmy, what is your kind of personal preference? Do you own machines at home? Uh, I don't. I've never had a machine at my house because I've always been a bar manager. So I got in. I got obsessed with pinball via Lord. Uh, we had a Lord of the Rings machine at one of my bars in Melbourne, and I just my knockoffs every single night with that machine. And it, I feel like that machine for a lot of people could be a bit of a gateway machine because it's very easy to understand, but it's very it's very complex as well. And um, I was really into the theme because I love the books and the movie. So, um, uh, so I never owned any in Melbourne. Then I moved to Brisbane. I actually worked as a beer rep for two and a half years, driving around selling uh, craft beer. So, um, I cut a deal with the operators in Brisbane that if I found them a site, I would get a key to all of their machines. So I never actually needed a key. <laughs> I mean, a machine at home because I had thirty or forty around Brisbane that I could play for free. <laughs> So and then um, and now I have Netherworld, which has fifteen machines all day. So if I took one home, my wife would probably kill me anyway. She'd be like, "Why is this here?" When all all you do is play pinball anyway. So um, if you were to take one, plus we have a little one at home. So if I wanted one at home, jeez, I would love to get it. Lord of the Rings, I have the biggest soft spot for. One day I will have a. A really nice Lord of the Rings at home. I really like Meteor as well. It's certainly stunning. I have that one. Uh, yeah, I love. Oh yeah, I love Meteor. I'm getting mine back. I would love a good Meteor. Um, yeah, but I've been pretty lucky. I, yeah, I developed a good relationship with all the operators here pretty quickly. So I, had, I mean, I got I got so good at selling beer that I could sell my quota of beer in an hour or two and then spend the rest of the day playing pinball. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that was some pretty good. That was a pretty good, especially the second year as that job was pretty great. Um, I actually played a lot more pinball than now as a, as a, uh, as a netherworld operator, I probably play pinball for two or three hours a week max. Whereas God as when I was a rep, I was probably playing 20 hours a week. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, here I'm normally just playing just to do um, playability checks, I guess. I'm, I play every, try and play every machine in the bar every week, and it's usually just a fault find more than anything. Um, the arcade games are easy. It's just a switch test and to see if the, if the right screens are loading, but pinballs, you need to play two or three games in a row to see if you can find anything weird. Um, but that was one of my me and my business partner's biggest thing was if we were going to do this that the the quality of the games had to be really high and the maintenance really um, on on point I guess because um, I I read a lot of reviews of arcade bars across the world and the, I guess the biggest complaint was the quality of the machines yeah. so. And people often travel long distance to play yep. to play the game, so I hate the idea of someone traveling, you know, driving half a day to get here and their favorite game isn't working, or the flippers are weak, or this one's you know the right the lock isn't working or whatnot. So I have experienced that um, traveling and seeing something on the pinball <laughs> map and being like, okay, I get to go play this now, yeah. and yep. then I show up and it's like, oh no, nope, it either doesn't work at all. Or they uh, yeah. haven't updated 
the pinball map? Do you guys use the pinball yeah. map there as well? Yeah. No, not as prolifically. There's a couple of guys that keep it updated, and uh, Lambo, who runs the Brisbane Pinball Club, he has a little um, spread that he keeps updated pretty regularly as well. But no, it's not as well looked after here, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I know the feeling. I, I remember a specific night not long before Netherworld opened, I went out and I went to five different sites to play pinball and I didn't play a single game because every machine was unplayable. And I was like, oh, it was on, not, there, were, there was two sites where the machines were located in restaurants next to people eating dinner and I just couldn't bring myself to play the game and be that guy, so I just <laughs> left. Um, so, um, Yeah. That was one of the biggest aims of Netherworld is you could come and stuff should be 100%. If not, if, if a machine isn't 100%, we'll usually just put it on free play or get it off the floor as soon as we can. Um, it's a good policy. And we've, we've gone from having gone from having – we started out with no official techs. We just had guys looking after their machines, but we now pretty much have two full-time techs working every day to keep, keep stuff to the, to the level that we want. Yeah. And I'm an, I'm a, I'm a horrible judge. I will, I will pick up the smallest, tiniest thing on (laughs) on any machine and and have a, when I do my rounds, it's, um, yeah, I'm pretty picky, but that's how I, and we keep everything to a dollar as well. I don't know what you guys, how much do you guys pay for a game? 50 cents. In the U S 50 cents. So it's about par. Like if you go to, Sydney or Melbourne, everything is about two dollars a game, sometimes more. Um, so we've, yeah, we've kind of thrown a spanner in the works a little bit by going a dollar a game. No one would do that in the other states, but um, I feel like people play more at that price, um, and they're they're a bit more forgiving as well. They're not as yeah. critical of the, of what's happening. Whereas if you're paying two or four dollars a game, and if the game only half works, you're going to have a terrible experience. Um, yeah, and if you have a yeah. short game, like uh, you're a lot more willing to – you end up paying, paying the same by playing it twice, but um, it's just a whole different yeah, It's a whole but, different attitude that you walk away yeah. from it from if you uh, – And that's it. You know, that's, we've yeah. actually just – there's a cinema near us that has five pinball machines, but they're in very, really poor condition. Uh, and I'm talking to him at the minute because it makes me really sad. A, it makes me really sad to see these games in such bad condition. But I feel like, you know, the experience anywhere around the city for pinball should be good. And the, someone might go there and play pinball and think, oh, this is terrible. It just took my money and it was dirty and whatnot. And they might look at another arcade bar and think it's a waste of time. So it's important for everyone in the, in the town to have their machines up to scratch and playing beautifully and it would help all the businesses in tow. So um, hopefully he'll come around. I'm trying to convince him to let me look after him for him and get him back up. That's a great approach. Uh, back I up love that. Yeah. Yeah. And even the, yeah, when the other arcade yep. bars open, we offered the same thing. Like if you need any help, it's important that you guys have the same experience for customers. So they keep coming back to all three of us, not just, not just one over the other. It's rare to find that kind of cooperation across operators and venues. That's amazing. Amazing work you're doing because that is going to help a lot. (laughs) It is. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who've had bad experiences playing, you know, in certain locations and they're hesitant to go back into it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and the other operators that's, in yeah, Brisbane, they're, yeah, they're, we're getting along famously and everyone supports each other as events and we go to each other's events. So um, hopefully I'm, I'm trying to get the red tape done on a really big site for the Brisbane Masters and if we can do that, I'll definitely get the other the other bars involved and we'll do a couple of silly ginormous events either side of it. Um, we want to do a big Street Fighter tournament, maybe an NBA Jam tournament. Yeah. Yeah, good fun. <laughs> um, I had a yes. four-player NBA jam in my office, and uh, mm. every every break uh, time was filled <laughs> yeah, with man. a lot of trash talking and dunks. Yeah. Ours is, so. our, our NBA jam is right in the front bar in the corner. So, like on a Saturday night, you get well. That's probably where most the most noise comes from on a Saturday night is guys around that machine jumping and jumping up and down and high fiving each other. And yep. Yep. Um, there's a guy in my, in our pinball, uh, group here, who's opening up a, an arcade bar and he did a Kickstarter to get a yes. killer queen arcade. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen or played that. I think ground control has one, right? Uh, that game, when you are full on max players is one of the most fun, rowdy, crazy arcade experiences but uh he fully funded that so he's supposed to be opening early march and i can't yeah. wait to drag people down there and play killer I'm queen just a so. look at it now. that looks absolutely wild that one's a blast, like a blast. <laughs> it is it is yeah it's not cheap but it's uh it's um, awesome yeah cool so it definitely gets busy at uh, at ground control Yeah. Um, probably. I we mean, miss we anything? probably missed something. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm going to be playing in the Texas Pinball Festival tournament, and the player list on that um, reads like a mur- <laughs> the murderer's row of pinball. So that's going to be that's going to be tough. Um, but I'm excited, and they have a classics tournament too. And I think the last couple shows, Jessica, we've been talking about how fun classics are in tournaments and I'm really looking forward to that because the classics down at Texas last year were in great shape and yeah I totally would pumped for that so <laughs> yes you need to do your go claim that due diligence place. as a member of the pinball podcast and get your second place wins can't leave it to just me yep but uh <laughs> oh i've got plenty i've got plaques oh that's that right my pinhead trophy is second them. place oh no we're cursed forever um <laughs> yeah i've got a california extreme i've got some <laughs> pinball showdown you didn't tell me this when i signed up yeah lots of twos fine that's the burden you, you're gonna bear but sorry but, you know i have some ones i have some ones but it's just that's less fair. common than two so Jimmy, do you have anything else? Oh, yeah. uh, I was going to say, Jimmy, do you have anything else aside from our tiki time coming up at Netherworld that you would like to? Uh, Yeah, I've uh, I've got uh, Death by Pinball coming up on March 31st, which is our 24-hour marathon. Um, We did it last year. We did uh, did 18 hours last year. We had 50, I think 55 people started and 53 finished. Um. I think we played 16 rounds of match play in that 18 hours. 
Um, but I made the machines brutal. There was no ball save, no extra balls, and just was really, yeah, everything was on three ball, even the older machines. Uh, but we got through this like weird, there was this weird kind of drop around the 13th, 14th hour, and then everyone just came good. And by the, by the 18th hour, they just wanted to keep going. <laughs> we, um, we kind of caught it, so we just stopped and we're like, all right, that was pretty, pretty wild. Everyone, um, there was obviously some, pretty, some guys that drank too many beers, but there was also guys that most guys kept it pretty legit. But um, this year we're going for 24, so 9 a.m. till 9 a.m. Um, it's, on, it's across Easter, which kind of destroys wow. – it's a four-day holiday, which my wife's like, oh, there's a four-day holiday coming up. What are we doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm playing pinball for 24 hours, which will pretty much destroy <laughs> my entire weekend. So I'm sorry about that. But, um, yeah, there's already – we've already sold a great amount. We put tickets on sale a couple of days ago, and we've already sold a bunch. There's guys coming from uh, most states already, so – Pretty, pretty pumped about that. It was a very communal event. Like everyone was kind of cheering each other on and it became really fun and social and, um, you know, yeah, everyone, by the end of it, everyone was mates and the, the class photo at the end was a great photo. So we'll do the same thing this year. <laughs> we'll, um, everyone, yeah, it was cool. Those are the best events. Like a yeah, Death by really Pinball are. Survivor oh, patch I love at the it. end. Um, yeah, they look great. So we've changed the design this year. Um, so, that, yeah, if you go consecutive years, you'll have different patches that you can use. And uh, We supply most of the meals and a couple of beers, and then we do heaps of side comps on on the Daytonas and Point Blank and stuff for people to, in those weird times where your, your group might finish very quickly and you've got to wait 20 minutes, half an hour for the next group, you can punch out a couple of side comps and win some prizes. Um, so yeah, very much looking forward to that. I wish I was um, there. We do some big arcade stuff as well. I've got, uh, we had a guy do a Nibbler marathon the other, a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. Um, he played Nibbler just on the main version for 20 hours straight in, on stage. Wow. Um, uh, he, him and some mates are planning an ice cold beer marathon in a few weeks. Um, Simultaneously with a couple of guys in the States, a guy in um, Denmark and a guy in Melbourne, and they're all going to start at the same time approximately and see who can play the longest because I think the current, current time is about 24 hours. So they're just going gonna to try and get a stream going of all the, all the play fields and guys at the same time and see who can last the longest. Do you stream on Twitch? Mm. Do you stream? Yeah, so me, actually me and Vinny, one of my chefs, have started streaming every Thursday morning this year since January. So he and I stream a pinball every Thursday morning and then any any serious arcade events we stream as well. So uh, we had a Mortal Kombat tournament a few weeks ago. I streamed that. Um, I streamed his MAME, his Nibbler run, uh, which is pretty good, pretty entertaining at about the night. About the 18th hour mark, he goes through this really um, – he pretty much rages out and just um, <laughs> is pretty entertaining. He absolutely rages out. He just starts cursing the game. It comes through it. It makes it through. <laughs> uh, but he makes it. And we've actually – I just bought a Nibbler PCB, um, which arrived in the mail a few days ago. So he's going to go for the – the Nibbler arcade record later in the year, which is nearly wow. 50 hours. So that should be entertaining. 
Kibbe. His name is. He's a local wow. guy. He's a madman. He can, he can get a, uh, he can nearly get a. I haven't seen him quite get a million on Pac-Man yet, but he's pretty close. And um, uh, we also we also did a Kong off last year, and uh, Richie Knuckles flew over for it, uh, or we flew Richie over. So we're doing Kong off again this year. Uh, and going bigger and better, and there's already some big Donkey Kong players from the States planning on coming over, uh, which should be pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if you guys know Richie Knuckles, but uh, having him in the bar was – Richie was – having him in the bar was yeah. one of the funnest events I've ever run. He's a, he's a very entertaining man, very funny man. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. I, I've been to one Kong off that they held it. I, I don't know if it was, no, it wasn't a Kong off, but it was um, Billy Mitchell, not Billy Mitchell, Steve Weeby going for the, the record live. And it was at, down in LA at E3. And that was, that was fun to watch, but a full on Kong yeah. off has to be. Well, this a whole year, other so level. last year we had four, great. we had four original cabs and we had uh, some guys flying from New Zealand and most states in Australia and Richie, which was cool. I think. But this year we're aiming for – we're building some cabs at the minute and getting some PCBs sent over. So we should have eight cabs up for this year. Uh, I am talking to Billy Mitchell and Walter Day's um, manager, I guess. But um, I don't know if we can afford to get those guys over. But we'll definitely get Richie back um, and go big on the promotion for that. It was a pretty cool event. Uh, that's set for mid-November, I think. Later in the year. I'm never going to want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that should be awesome. Do I? <laughs> you have to, Jess. Sunday, the Sunday you're here as well, Jess, we're doing a um, monster special effects competition. So we've been advertising for a while. So we have some of the best makeup artists and special effects artists in the country are going to be around and they're going to do we're going to come in in the morning and then disappear to our makeup school and then come back and we're going to have a monster special effects uh, catwalk <laughs> in the afternoon. So expect it to be pretty wild because any, any monstery um, theme stuff we do at Netherworld just goes crazy. So should be a pretty Excellent. silly afternoon. And, yeah, and the response we got from that was insane. The, the portfolios we got sent in, I don't think anyone's ever done anything like this before. So the portfolios we got in were world class so we're expecting some pretty silly stuff on the catwalk on Sunday so do you afternoon. have someone there who's really into the monster makeup or how does that come into play uh my business partner ben is a bit of a um he's across a lot of pop culture he's a cinephile he's a uh, comic book genius he's across um a lot of history of, of board games and consoles so uh, he has a lot of connections with um, a lot of cinema, a lot of filmmakers and artists in Brisbane. So uh, we're on a movie club as well, which do, goes really well. Um, we actually made a couple of, a short film just before we opened. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you go onto our YouTube page, we actually made like a three-minute um, movie as a promotion for the bar, and it was it was literally it was very well put together. Uh, we're going to do another one this year. Um, and Ben, we put a promotion together a few weeks ago for, um, our bar manager held the world record for point blank for a very short time. Uh, so we put like a kind of mockumentary thing together about him crying in the shower <laughs> about losing it a few weeks later. And 
Ben's clever, man. If you watch that video, Ben put that together in like six hours. That included filming, uh, editing, and posting. So we're going to try and do a lot more of that this year. I'll step up our video content game. And like I said, me and Vinny are streaming pinball every Thursday morning. I'm just trying to – like that stuff got away from us last year. It was always in our plan to do a lot of that, but we just got so busy keeping the bar open. But this year we're going to try and do a lot more content. And, yeah, please check out the video on on our YouTube channel. It's pretty Yeah, we can link to that too. Uh, uh, Just look up Neville Arcade on YouTube and find our little um, – yeah, so hopefully we can get a – and, again, that was just – that video was just all – all friends of Ben's that came together and did the makeup and put the storyline together and did the filming. So it's, I'd never been a part of a shoot like that before. It was pretty incredible to watch. Um, the shoot went for nearly 24 oh. hours. It was pretty wild, but um, very, very Agreed. cool. I'm going to have to yeah. find it. Wow. Yeah, please. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, we should try and stream the, well. um, the TT yeah, tournament. That sounds like great. Yep. Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's do that for sure. Yeah, I'm getting pretty. That was the reason we wanted to stream every week, just so I got more adept at setting up, getting set up faster, and um, understanding the equipment better. We had Jack Danger here late last year, I think. He popped by again, thanks to Dr. John. He, um, I think, time zone AMD flew Jack out with, um, which I think John put together. But um, John brought Jack down to play in one of our Flip Frenzy events, which we do on the first Saturday of every week, every month. Um, and, yeah, Jack streamed that, which was pretty cool. He had a blast. I think he came second. Um, he was filthy he didn't win. <laughs> I thought he might win. But, um, uh, I don't know if you guys see the Flip Frenzy format very much. No, there. but I I, that's do. one of the things that I want to talk to you about because I want to throw one in Portland when I get back. So, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that. cool. Uh, and that's another thing too. I, I'm bringing – we've developed our own software for it, which the software is a bit heavy that um, kind of the developer needs to be there to run it. But um, it's pretty cool. I'll, I'll show you some videos of it when you're here. And um, I can – there's a couple of spreadsheets you can use for it as well to make it pretty easy. But it's a fun format. It's, it's three hours. You, in that three hours, you normally play 20 to 25 games, usually against different opponent every time. Um, and the software decides what machine, who you're playing, the playing order. And then you, um, uh, if, you're not, if you're not in the game, you're on a queue. And the queue time should be between like two and four minutes. Um, and the person with the best win-loss ratio at the end of the tournament is the winner. So. You're normally looking at guys getting or girls getting 18 wins and a couple of losses is what normally takes it out, or 20 wins and three losses, um, which is pretty good. In yeah, it's a, it's a you're having a pretty yeah. good morning for that. Uh, you're having a great morning, but it's a it's a tough format. Yeah, yeah it's a hard format to run because you got to have a lot of machines. You want to have you want to have one machine per two and a half people about to get the right. To get it to make it feel like a frenzy, so people are moving and you're always on the go. Um, if you're getting back to the queue and the queue takes ten minutes, it takes away from the whole event. Doesn't it? Just becomes yeah. like any other event. But it's the frenzy idea is you play a game, you get back to the queue. By the time you check your phone or you quickly go to the bathroom or 
roll a, roll a cigarette, you're back on the you're back on a machine, and someone's yelling at you to get over here and play. And, <laughs> Do you time it out? Like if they don't make it to the machine in a minute, they're they're done. Yeah, you get bumped. So if you if you the software calls out your name and you're not back in two minutes, you get bumped to the, you get bumped to the bottom of the queue, and you've got to wait another three or four minutes to get back on. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's there's that's about the only way you can get. But most people are pretty good. It takes took a long time for people to trust our software. We created this software and literally had people arguing just every every single day and you'd be like trying to explain to them that please trust the software. What's just happened? Who have you played? Did you win or lose? Um, the, the format is a little bit confusing when you first start. If you If you win, no, if you lose once, you stay on the machine. If you lose twice in a row, you come off. That way you don't get stuck on a machine. But um, it can it can be a little bit confusing in the in the frenzy of it and the heat of the heat of the event. You, people can get pretty confused quickly, um, and they get they can get confused that so they might have lost on medieval madness just then, and they might have lost an hour ago, and they think that two losses means that they stay on, and people will get confused. And um, but my my golden rule is the software the software <laughs> rules. Please don't argue with it. <laughs> Software never makes trust the software, please. It never trust makes the software. Uh, over the months, people have become to trust it a lot, and makes it a lot easier. And um, we found we found other ways to speed it along. So the you know the more games we play, the more fun it is. And some Saturday mornings we play nearly up to five hundred oh. games. So um, yeah, it's pretty frantic. I can't wait. Good fun. Yeah, we we definitely have a lot to talk about when I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you guys can stream we'll that we'll definitely kind of get the word out about that go, i went live a few months ago while we were in the middle of a flip frenzy and kind of showed the software talking talking to people and i showed the back end of it so it's pretty um it's pretty clever we'd love we, i'm i'm pushing scott to try and make it something we can get out there to the public because yep. it's um it's Sign a great up. format. It's got a lot of value in Whopper points. So, yeah, just a couple more hundred hours of programming yeah. that Scott's got to do. I'm on the pre-order <laughs> list. Which is not get just, in there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people like telling that. I'm like, man, we got to get it out there. But that said, if um, if we go to New York or Chicago after Pinburg, I wonder if there's somewhere we could um, we could throw a couple of game, throw an event down and. Um, show off the software, but anyway, we'll, we'll think about yep, that. And you can definitely throw one in Portland. Yeah, let's see. There you go. Portland. My wife's thinking about coming on the trip. If I told her we were going to Portland, she'll be a lock. We'll just be Perfect. game over. She'll I like her there. already. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got a mohawk in Portland. It was pretty. It was. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's why we went back. She's like, I saw this barber. I want to go back there and get a mohawk. I'm like, <laughs> right on. Let's do it. So we nice. and drove back. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. What else? Do we miss anything? Good stuff. Oh, we'll remember what we missed as soon as we publish it, but um, All right. I don't have anything. I don't think so. a reasonable amount of time. If there's... <laughs> I know. So uh, you just said search Netherworld Arcade sure. on uh, and YouTube, on right? uh, and on Twitch as well. We'll be on, yeah, we're Everybody on Twitch every Thursday. 
Uh, plus, Vinny, the guy I stream with in Melbourne this weekend, so he's going to stream from Melbourne as well. Um, yeah. Very cool. So every Thursday, uh, around what time your time does time, that which happen? Is probably early evening over there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. On a Wednesday here. <laughs> okay. So early evening Wednesday. We'll we'll figure out when that's happening. Oh, and okay. <laughs> Jessica will do it. Maybe <laughs> stop laughing do real work. quick. So, um. Well, yeah, I, I'm not going to do it. So, uh, guys, this is fun. Um, yeah. we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a follow up after everything wraps up because it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Um, I want to see the Atiki from Mars badly. So, yeah, thanks, Jimmy, for cool guys. for joining us. Um, and thank is you. That it? Uh, I think it's it. Yeah, so and thank you for having me in advance. Jeff had fun in uh, Texas. Yeah. CPF. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope it's gonna be fine. It should be. So yeah, I think I, oh, Ryan's heading there Dr. as well John from there, head, so. so yeah, you're representing. He is, yeah. So plenty of um I'll, I'll stock <laughs> up on Australia jokes and, cool. and the yeah, likes too. Cause uh the, they're in Texas. Texas right. is the most stereotypical American state of all, so so we'll, <laughs> we'll throw the cliches back and forth pretty hard. Um, but yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. But hopefully Pinberg can happen for me because it'd be cool yeah. to get the three of us together there. Um, we'll see. But uh, no worries, Jessica. For now, yeah, though, yeah, thanks Someday. for coming on. That was a lot of fun. Ooh, um, less than a week. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the sleep now. All right. Get thanks, some sleep. Guys. <laughs> Bye. Yep. All right, guys. Bye. And now, time for pinball popcorn. Don't try and church it up, son. Don't you mean Joe Dirty Playfield? Naming you that, your daddy must have really hated you. You're wrong, brother. I got a good name for this. Lockdown bar. Rusty. Shit'll buff out. Don't bother. Just toss this piece of crap off a crew like TNT Amusements did. Do us all a favor. Does this look like a piece of crap to you? You suck! You do! Hey, Freak Boy, 1976 called. It wants its space mission pinball. Back. You are exquisitely pathetic. What's your name, pal? Uh, it's Joe Dirt, but if you're just going to make fun of me, man, I'll just go back to shopping pinballs. So I was living in a juvie home for boys, and I was getting ready to split that scene and pronto. Bob Seeger? Be honest. Back then, you were listening to Leaf Garrett. No, sir, man. I don't like that crap. I'm a rocker, dude, through and through. Here's my favorite pinballs. ACDC. Metallica. 
Skinner. Rolling Stones. All right, I want you to settle down. Don't make me call your probie officer here. No way I'd ever sell you, Meteor. Not in a million years. But just for laughs, let's see how much you're worth. Well, it ain't a Meteor. Yeah, it is. It came out of this. Oh, barn. Well, I'm sure it did, but it ain't no Meteor. It's a big old chunk of shit. What? Oh, yeah. Who are you? Uh, it's okay. I was just walking by. I think you're pinball. in a little trouble here. What's wrong? I think his. Well, you know how when you get your tongue frozen in a freezer because it's all wet? I think he got. He, Stuck ball? Yes, exactly. Oh, baby! Well, what do we do? We gotta do something. So, do you have something inside? Yeah. You got like. A screwdriver? And. A fork! Yeah, no! Ow! What? No, no! A, a screwdriver. Thing. The flat one. Dang. I got it. Now what? Here's what we do. Now you hold them. Easy. Oh, now this ain't no flapjack. I go real easy. Should loosen it up a little bit. And I'm gonna go. I don't wanna look. I'm sorry. Ah. One, two, three, go. Good. There. Oh, dirt did I get you? Now I'm cool. No, you're not. You guys wanna play Gottlieb pinball? Pool? No. Check this out, Robbie. This is a good month. Dang. This guy's got a bad class for a Black Knight pinball. What he wants to sell. And a apron for any Williams from $79.84. <laughs> you don't even have a pinball. I know, but that's a deal what he wants. They're usually 80 bucks a check, and this guy wants 40, man. And look at this. Charlie, see that? This guy's selling a shooter rod with a pool ball grip. One day I'll have a pinball. That badass. I'll be getting the Grandmaster score. He's going, Boy, I swear I'll slap you silly. So I headed for a reservation. You want me to put my ear to the ground, listen for hoofbeats, check for footprints, look for broken twigs. But this is the modern age. That stuff doesn't work anymore. Which is why I have to open this pinball parts stand. I wasn't getting by on my tracking wages. Come on, you're supposed to be good at tracking stuff, man. I, I gotta find my parents. And I've gotta figure out a way to sell more pinball parts. I'm going broke with this venture also. Well, I see you got them. Incandescent bulbs and star posts. Where's good stuff, man? Good stuff. This is the good stuff. Bulbs and posts. Are you nuts, dude? You need stuff to explode. Flashes at your eyes. Why is that good? Wait. <laughs> you might, might as well ask, why is the tree good? Why is the sunset good? Man? LED bulbs. You stick them in. Insert bulb sockets, general illumination, back box. I would never do that. So you're gonna tell me that you don't have no super bright LEDs, flipper bat toppers, under captain lining? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no speaker RGB lights, colored balls, cliffy protectors, pin gulps? No, I don't. You're gonna stand there. Owning a pinball stand and tell me you don't have no back box toppers, LCD mods, L wire ramps, 3D printed Twilight Zone toys, powder coating armor, custom shooter rods, anodized lock nuts, sideboard decals, 3D trans lights. No, because incandescent bulbs and star posts are the only ones I like. Well, that might be your problem. It's not what you like, it's the consumer. Somewhere in Indiana, I hear a little snack. 
I found a guy who had pictures, but he turned out to be a freak. I guess this is the place. Buffalo Bob's kind of a weird name. But people say Joe Dirt's a weird name, and how cool am I? Excuse me, sir. Hey there, young fella. Hey, I'm looking for a guy named Buffalo Bob. Real name's Tim. How can I help you? Well, I want to talk to you about the time you went to the Grand Canyon. Sure. Why don't you come on inside? I, uh, what'd you say your name was? Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. It puts the novice on. You have no idea what kind of hell I can bring you! Oh, all right, enough, you broken record, okay? I've been down here two weeks, man, what do you want? It puts the novice on the playfield. Now! Well, say it, don't spray it, brother, dang. I need a towel now. Does what it's told! There, look, I'm putting it. Novice on the playfield. I'm rubbing it in. Where's my supplies? Yeah, come on, man. I thought we had a deal. Oh, for Christ's sake! Here! <laughs> Classified ad. Ooh, August, I don't got this one. Oh, there's some deals in here. Oh, check this out. Medieval Madness. Original. Home use only. This guy wants 14 grand. What? I give him 7,500. I used to have one of these. This guy's crazy. What'd you say? Oh. You're talking to me all wrong. It's, it's the wrong tone. You do it again, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Is that right? Let me ask you something. Does your mother sew? Boom! Get her to sew that! Well, well, well. If it isn't dirty Joe dirt. Hey, Robbie, what's crappin'? Don't get smart with me. You've been here long enough. I'm here to see Brandy. Brandy? My Brandy? You haven't heard? Me and her are getting married. Yeah, and besides, she don't want to see you anyway. I don't believe that. Well, it's true. And she found your stupid pinball. What? Yeah, she found him down in California, but she didn't want to tell you, because she wants you gone, out on the road, looking for nothing. So you won't be here. She's sick of all your crap. She's sick of helping you. And she's just plain sick of you. No, she wouldn't do that. I know, Brandy. She would not tell me about my pinball. I don't care how sick of me she is. Yeah? Check out this note she left me. In case you called and I answered the phone. Dear Robbie, if Joe calls, don't tell him I found his pinball. I'll be back in a few days. See? She signed it right there. Brandy. XO, XO. That's right, Dirt. Nobody wants you in this town. Nobody wants you around, period. Oh, look at him, fellas. You crying, boy? You crying, boy? Maybe we'll go back down to McDonald's and get you a Whamburger and some French fries. How about a Wynikin? You little sissy boy! ACDC! Sucks!